0: Uh, welcome to the Fish Nerds. Uh, this is Clay Grove, Chief Executive Fish Nerd of the Fish Nerds Podcast. I'm recording this podcast uh, in, in New Jersey. In Sweetsboro, New Jersey, I'm at a podcasting conference called Podcast Mid-Atlantic. Put on by uh, my friend Super Joe Pardo. Um, September 30th is the International Podcast Day, so it's a good month to talk about other podcasts. So today's show we will be talking to other podcast nerds, sharing their fish stories, adventures, a little news. Uh, Hugh goes with us and he'll share us um, a nice new recipe. And of course, uh, we'll have lots of fun. So uh, this is gonna be a little, kind of a funny ride because I recorded in, crowded, uh, in a crowded hotel lobby we were with plenty of people around making lots of noise and we'll see what we can do with all of this fish. All of this audio. First up, though, I walked the halls with the microphone, and I asked people a simple question. What is a fish? And here are some of the answers. And, of course, they mentioned their podcast because they are a bunch of nerds. Okay, fishnerds.com. We are super excited. We are in New Jersey. This is the first time the Fish Nerd has ever been recorded in New Jersey. We're at the Death of the Fox Brewing Company. They brew beer and coffee, two of my favorite liquids on Earth. And I'm hanging out with other podcasters at the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference. And so, first of all, I'm going to ask each of these podcasters their name, what their podcast is, and what is a fish, which is the hardest animal to define on the Earth, as far as I'm concerned. So, uh, what is your name?
1: Amanda. <laughs> I'm with Great Beer Adventure. You guys know me. Come on now.
0: Everyone knows Amanda. We we do work together. I'm a correspondent. I work for Amanda. Amanda, what is a fish?
1: If you are a 4-year-old little girl, you think a fish goes blub 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 and you just run around. Um, so whenever I think of a fish, I think of that. And then I think of Dory and Nemo and my lucky fin because I'm Disney and nerdy and a mom. But and then I also saw this video that like they were talking about if a fish is wet because you're either dry or you're wet. But if you're all the way in water, are can you really be considered wet? And I think so. I think a fish is wet, but it's a debate you could have.
0: It's funny, it remind me of I used to have this fantasy of covering myself in Vaseline and swimming in, in and then coming out of the water and being dry. So you reminded me of that just now.
1: So yeah, would you would you technically be wet while you're in the water, even if you were covered in Vaseline?
2: Is water wet this comes down to the age-old question, is water wet?
1: Right. I don't know. This is a conversation we're going to be having. I'm going to ask everybody that Clay tries to ask, what is a fish? <laughs> is water wet? <laughs> if water is wet,
2: then if water is wet, then the fish are wet, I would say.
0: So I, I'm kind of let me let me let me rephrase this. No, I can tell you okay.
1: So a fish is a thing that swims in the water and sometimes it walks on the bottom, but it's like kind of slimy and prickly sometimes. Um, but it has gills and it goes blub blub
0: blub. Yeah, blub blub is, is scientifically accurate. Uh, the, uh, let me rephrase this. The question I want to know is w- give me three biological traits that all fish have in common. How about that?
2: They are. Hey, Who then.
0: the hell are you?
2: <laughs> I okay. am Justin Hellstrom and I work for audio editing solutions, editing shows like the great beer adventure. So fish, uh, defining characteristics, uh, they're vertebrates, I would say. So they have bones. That's cool. Um, bones. Depends on. I would say that, like, a fish. They
1: have a skeletal is- structure, but maybe not made of bones per se.
2: I don't know. Because. Be like, sharks, I'm not sure if they technically count as fish, but they have cartilage. So.
1: Right. But that's not a bone.
2: Right. So is a shark a fish? Is it? Okay, so then apparently being a vertebrate doesn't make you fish. I don't know you're the then.
1: you in water. You say blub blub and you have gills. I named three for you. I don't know why you're rephrasing it. I gave you three. It's scientific.
0: Oh, so, hey, connect us. Connect fish and beers. Besides fish and chips, what is the connection between fish and good
2: stouts? Oh, the connection between the little...
1: Between they have the... Well, wine does. Wine has the fish stuff in it so it's not actually uh vegan you can't drink wine if you're a vegan unless you get the vegan one
2: i was gonna say the connection is that there are no fish in my beer that's that's the kind of beer that i want It's one without fish
1: There was a brewery in maine that made it with lobster and lots with oysters
2: a lobster's a crustacean
1: no but i'm just trying to think of watery things i don't know you've stumped me
2: well, we do, we
0: do play a game on the show called Stump the Fish Nerd, right? So um, there is a chemical in the air bladder of fish that's used to make most stouts. So most stouts have a chemical from the air bladder of fish. Guinness only last year stopped including that chemical. Now they use an artificial process to replace that chemical in their beer. And I, the name of the chemical, it starts, it's in the tip of my brain and I can't pull it out of my head right now.
1: Maybe you should know what that is before you try to stump somebody with an answer you don't actually know the answer to. No, hold on.
2: I'm now understanding why your show is called Fish Nerds. I, I'm, starting to, I'm starting to catch on a little bit.
1: There, aren't there also fish in wine?
0: You're closer to wine than fish are.
1: <laughs> no, no. I am pretty sure that there are fish parts used in wine. I'll almost bet you 10 bucks. Not quite, but almost.
0: Okay. The chemical is called Isinglass. Okay, and it comes from, uh, it's using in cascales, it's also used in wine. in wines and in stouts. Guinness had Isinglass for years, comes from the sperm bladder, and it's a real thing. So if you're a vegan and you don't want to partake in any kind of animal product, beware of cascales, beware of, of most stouts. Not all, like and I said. Wine.
1: And gozas, if they're made with seawater, because... They just go and grab seawater, and there could be tiny little living particles in little there, and how do you even
2: planktones. know?
0: Planktones. Yeah. You know, our plankton's an animal? You're right. Yep.
1: Right, but it's just a byproduct thing, even for vegans. So maybe, I mean, if it's a living thing, right? And plankton's living. So
0: vegans aren't against killing living things. They are, they are against killing in the animal kingdom. So if they're eating, if you're, for example, if you're eating... Um, I take
1: a spoonful of plankton... As a vegan and be like, mm, these planktonites are delicious. Well, that's
0: the question. I'm not not sure on this. Are plankton an animal or are they a protist? A what? A protist. What's a protist?
2: Uh, I don't know, but I feel like plankton is an animal. pretty sure, like, what is a protist? I feel like I need to look that up because...
0: Plankton is a microscopic organ that floats freely with ocean currents and in other bodies of water. Plankton is made up of tiny plants called... Phytoplankton and tiny animals called zooplankton. So it's both plants and animals. Okay, thank you (laughs) for clarifying. Google. Google is awesome. But anyway, you are eating, if you're eating seaweed, you are not eating a plant or an animal. So that's.
1: That's really weird to me though that seaweed's not a plant. That's the part that. You know, it's the weed
2: part. Yes, the nomenclature. We, like seaweed would make you think that it's like a plant weed, but it's not.
0: Well, it's also the green color, so you think plant, right, because it has chloroplast and chlorophyll. So that's a giveaway, right? So you think, oh, it must be a plant. But you have all these single cell organisms that are actually using photosynthesis and they're consuming energy in other ways. So it's more than just a plant. So it's kind of interesting.
1: I feel like my brain is blown. You're welcome. <laughs> welcome to the fish nerds. <laughs> Scott Mulvaney. And
0: what's your podcast?
3: Live the fuel.
0: Live the fuel, and what, just to
3: that? Health, business, and lifestyle.
0: Health, business, and we're at uh, we're at Podcast Mid Atlantic in beautiful downtown uh, Swedesboro, New Jersey. Swedesburg. where all the locals speak speak Swedish, and uh, people who aren't from here don't know what's going on anymore. And there's a wah wah on every corner.
3: Yes, exactly. we do have a lot of wah here on the East Coast.
0: So first of all, where can people find your podcast?
3: LiveTheFuel.com. So tricky, isn't it? It's Podcasting? Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Yeah.
0: And, and so we do a fishing podcast, so we make sure that people know what we're talking about.
3: Well, I'm very big you, about active lifestyle, so that's huge. Yeah, but,
0: you know, speaking of active, I, I have this debate a lot. Is fishing a sport?
3: I've never done it as a sport? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think it as this. If you take a passion... And you can get competitive with it. Isn't it a sport? You're being sports. There's sportsmanship, there's conduct. Okay, so,
0: so Scrabble, sport?
3: Well, I don't know about that. Monopoly? <laughs> no, nah, okay. I, I can't do it. Because I'm an outdoorsy so guy. If
0: you can drink beer while doing it, is it a sport?
3: If you talk to a couple of my buddies, yes. Yeah. <laughs> because I have a buddy of mine who tries to, he and puts a can of beer in his mountain bike water cage. So when we're out ripping the trails mountain biking, he pulls a can out and drinks while he rides.
0: Yeah, so I, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of fishermen are in the sporting world. And, and our, don't you guys have holsters while
3: you're fishing for your beer?
0: I've I, seen this. I've seen it too. It's I've like seen a milk it. kit. I fat like Batman. Yeah, and the beer helmets, right? Yeah, so helmets I, actually, I actually don't drink when I fish. Yes. I, I fish when I fish and I drink at home. You stay focused. good. I stay focused. I'm also a guide. So when I'm guiding, I'm responsible not fishing. My clients often fish. So
3: are you at the level of fishermen where I have buddies of mine who fish and they say they do it for a zen experience. They just, it can cancel out. Like they're out in the, they're out in the rivers in Colorado, just like out there. Again, these fly fishing guys. You know
0: what? They, they say that because they're not catching fish.
3: Ah. Yeah. There's no okay. zen.
0: Fishing is an act of violence. There's nothing else you can do about it. And if you think violence is zen, you're a crazy person. Now, casting a line and making that look pretty on the water and tying flies. See, I then,
3: love fishing. I remember the whole bobber thing and like uh, and clipping all the weights on. There was all this work just to cast the first line. And then a buddy of mine just like, I just, I just put a worm on the hook and throw it. He's like, I don't use bobbers, weights, anything. So everybody's got a different school of thought.
0: It's, they're all different. That's the funny thing about fishing is every culture it crosses and everything. So the question that I'm asking every podcast today is, uh talk biology here. So if you're talking about... Um, animals, and you was like, okay, I know that all reptiles are cold-blooded, they've got a backbone, they've got scales and claws, we know that all mammals have milk, teeth, hair, all those things. What, give me three biological traits that all fish have in common.
3: Oh, wow. Uh <laughs> Well, they've got gills. Is that a biological trait? or? It, the gills is
0: a biological trait. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong, by the way.
3: Because, oh, <laughs> okay. Um, whew. I believe they're cold-blooded. I don't know if that's right. No, it's a reptile. It's a reptile, isn't it? So you're not going to tell me, though. I don't know. So I'm go. not going to answer. I'm just uh, What are three things. You really stumped me this evening. Wow. Um, so I went with the gills. I went with either cold-blooded or worm-blooded, so I'm, I'm really blanking on that one. And uh, don't they have, like, double eyelids or something like that because they swim in the water? I don't know. So, I don't know. So
0: no one knows. Yeah. So and the fun thing about fish is, by the way, none of your answers are right. But, okay. But uh, the fun thing about fish is that's not a thing is oh. fish aren't special live the fuel.com the, live the fuel.com yeah. and you spoke tonight podcast um mid-atlantic and uh, i liked it and
3: this is cool man yeah, yeah eight minutes is short it was a challenge yeah. i was like you're gonna have me speak for only eight minutes okay i was yeah. like i'm just gonna have fun <laughs>
0: that's all you can do so yeah. i'll be speaking tomorrow so we'll catch i'm you up excited Monday. for it yeah, yeah. Fun. Totally awesome good. thanks thank you clay grove super joe, super joe pardo we're at podcast mid-atlantic Joe was just telling me how to get permission to fish at Disney World. Joe is an expert at Disney World.
4: Yes, I, I am. That is one of the few things I am. Am I an expert at Disney World? She would know. She Who is this? She retired. This is Jeanette Pellegrini. She's our official photographer at MapCon. She's eating... Twizzlers. No, uh, what, what am I eating? Twix. I was going oh, to say Snickers. But, but By no. the way, only,
0: only thing critical about MapCon so far, not nearly enough food.
4: So tomorrow there will be plenty of food. Okay. So are you, are you lobbing that up to me to yeah? So tomorrow there'll be plenty of food, uh, chicken parm and penne balavaca and lots of lots of options. So how
0: does one get good? How does one get permission to fish at Disney World in the park proper, where the rides are, like Animal have, Kingdom, I Magic Kingdom? I have, I have a you friend that might. Know
4: somebody. Well, I have a friend that that you know knows somebody in that. Park called the Magic Kingdom. So, so I don't know that it could happen. But I, I, I if there was somebody that could make it happen, the, the president of the Magic Kingdom could make that happen. All right. And so, and, I mean, and
0: and the one question I'm asking all podcasters is: Give me three biological traits yeah, that all fish bio-trainer. all fish have in common. Give me three traits. Traits be like things like backbones, warm blooded.
4: They have fins and they have uh, uh, gills. Okay, thank thank so you, I know Joe. Something about fishing. Yeah.
0: By the way, not correct. But thank you so much for playing. Wait, they don't have
4: eyes. Not all fish. Well, wait, 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 wait so, Time okay. out. So Biology what? here. At yeah. Ten o'clock at night. Not all fish. Okay, okay. okay. So uh, what are uh, three uh, things
0: uh, all fish have in common? Scales. Nope, not all fish.
4: Swimming. A backbone. Not all.
0: Fish.
4: Oh, that's right. Well, not all. We're octopuses. Water. No,
0: I'm not talking octopuses. Where they live is not a biological trait. That's a habitat.
4: Fair so. They three breathe things. water.
0: No, they breathe air. They're oxygen breathers. Uh, but, that's but, right. but, the
4: but, but but oh God, but
0: but but like, all hey, animals consume use oxygen and produce you know waste. But what do th- three things all fish have in common for biological traits? Backbone, warm blooded, scales, no scales, that sort of thing. Gills.
4: I said gills. It's not gills. No. Dude, I don't. Even, I have no idea.
0: I, well, thank you for playing. Thank you. is that Super Joe Pardo, no, and you can, not find, so you can
4: find Super You can find his
0: podcast wherever your podcasts are found. Your Dreamers podcast, right? In my life. It, Joe, you have an open invitation horrible. now. I'm an ice fishing guide, which means I ice fish for money in the winter. Wow. So, with uh, I take people fishing now for you for free. If you want to come up at the weird time in the winter time to New Hampshire, I will take you ice fishing. Okay. I teach you
4: a whole new culture of stuff. Maybe next winter. Next winter. Uh, not oh, this winter, because of the baby. The baby's coming. You just had a baby. I know we're having another baby. Stop it, baby. Man. So many gross. people didn't see this. Yeah.
0: I stopped following you. You didn't joke. even know. It was look, once you have nasty one, nasty one nasty. once you have one baby, your friends walk away. They're tired of it. So no that. more babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, just shows up. That's Joe Pardo from Dreamers Podcast. Thanks, Joe.
4: Thank you so much for coming, Clay. I look forward to your, your class tomorrow. It'll be great. Sure.
0: Oh. Uh, and hey, podcast fans, I'm here with Harry Duran. Harry is host and owner and boss and everything uh with podcast junkies a podcast about podcasters am i right
5: yeah that's correct uh three and a half years ago i was at uh, nmx and i was inspired people,
0: fish people don't know what nmx yeah, means it's,
5: sorry it's a new media expo it's a, a conference for bloggers youtubers and podcasters and i said oh i'm gonna start my podcast there and i saw so many cool podcasters i said why don't i do a show about them
0: About them, and so your show—you just interview podcasters about podcasting, right?
5: Yeah, it's about an hour-long show, and I just want to get think about inside the actor studio, except instead of actors, it's podcasters. Yeah,
0: and in fact, by the way, and and so the thing about podcasting and, and fishing and all that stuff is is Fish nerds fans listen to other podcasts, and they're always looking for other podcasts to listen yeah. to, right? So whether they're into fishing or other things, they've got multiple interests, yeah. and that's why a show like yours is appealing, because there are over 400,000 podcasts. Have you heard this number?
5: Yeah, it's pretty crazy, um, but that but that means that there's something for everyone. So even in the fishing community, I imagine there's like, if you could go niche, I always coach people on how to go niche, you could probably start a show about tackle or specific hooks or lures or something yeah, like and that.
0: that. And that is a real thing. The problem with fishing podcasts is only one really great one that I know of. Um, it's, called it's called the It's called the Fisheries, Right, <laughs> everyone knows this. Uh, actually, there's lots of, I have a lot of friends who podcast about yeah. fish and fishing, and it's all a lot of fun. Um, we're not niche in our show. We do all fish stuff. Yeah, so I have a fish question for you. I'm sure. asking all podcasters this. Did you take biology in high school? I did. Where'd you go to high school?
5: Archbishop Stepanak in White Plains, New York.
0: White Plains. It's not a judgment of your school, but I'm going to ask you a question. So if I asked you, like, what biological trait do all amphibians have in common? You would be able to answer that, right? Uh, if I said mammal, you'd say elephant. Elephant's a mammal, right? They've got hair. They've got teeth. They're warm-blooded, right? Yeah. Can you tell me like two things that all fish have in common for bio- for traits, not where they live, but like their physical traits? What are two things all fish have in common?
5: They don't understand the concept of water.
0: They don't know what water means. No, because so, they,
5: it's just for them. It's home, right? It's, it's like home, right. yeah. It's just but
0: like... That's, a, that's not a biological trait, right? <laughs> so you're trying to trick oh. me. Here. <laughs>
5: So they um, they use their tails to navigate.
0: Okay, so that's how they move. Yeah, that's how they move. Right? So. That's not a... But they, don't, they don't have tails. So the fish have
5: tails. Not all. Not all.
0: No, and we don't call them tails either. We call them coddle fins. Coddle fins.
5: Every single fish is a coddle fin? No. Okay.
0: No, some fish I don't have I'm, them at all.
5: I'm learning something new every day here. <laughs> Sharks have fins. Sharks have fins. That's true. Okay. Dolphins... Not a fish. Not a fish. It's a mammal. Right, but actually, dolphin fish, mahi mahi, is a fish, right? A dolphin mahi mahi is a dolphin fish. Yes. Okay. So, what's the qualification to become a dolphin fish?
0: Not be a dolphin. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we are seriously off the rails. We have no idea. It's, 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 it's a fun question to ponder. If you think yeah. about this as you get on, get on with your week. Are you sure. doing anything tomorrow? Are You just hanging out?
5: I'm just trying to meet as many podcasters as possible.
0: There's a lot here. I hope yeah. I hope I'm you invite in the right place. I hope you invite the fishers on your show. Uh, you well, know, that, was, um, that was that was interesting, and that's a game I play a lot with people, especially if I'm teaching kids and we're talking about fish. I'll ask them what is a fish and try to get people to explain it. And I, as I you hear me say a lot of times. What I like about fish is there's nothing special. Speaking of special, we've got some podcast reviews. I'm going to read them right now. First up, from iTunes, by the way, if you want to support the fisher, it's a good way to do it is to tell us how you like our show. Uh, this is from uh, iTunes. This is titled LOL, uh, and it's by someone named Anthony H. Anthony Hayes. I think he makes a podcast called Me, Myself, and I Radio. And it says, "Can't remember the last time I had so much fun listening to a podcast." Subscribe to this one, and we got another one. I might be biased, but is it how this is by PKU Two? Five stars. Okay, disclaimer first. I've known Clay for over ten years. I go fishing with him and have been listening to the show and helping out, supporting the podcast off and on over the years. So I review. I realize my review is biased. That being said, purely from a substance standpoint. The podcast covers a wide variety of fishing-related topics and keeps evolving and developing its unique voice. I think Clay's passion for all things fishing and low-key approach makes the podcast accessible and relevant to all levels of anglers. If you don't take yourself or fishing too seriously but but love fishing and all things fish-related, this is the podcast for you. That's my friend, my friend Nick. He does our, our some of our audio work, and he wrote the song for Fish in the News. We got one more to read for you. And this is from Paul Chomo. Paul Chomo is the host of the Varmints Podcast. You want a good podcast for kids about animals, not just for kids, but anyone, anyway, about animals. The Varmints uh, is the is the show for you. Varmints podcast. Uh, even though this podcast is about fishing, it isn't about What's the best spinner bait to use? This podcast is a great mix of fish, fishing, comedy, commentary, interviews, music, segments that all revolve around being a good fisherman and a good outdoorsman. I don't get to go fishing near as often as I would like to, so this podcast is a good one to have when I'm stuck in my office working. Well done, Clay. I should say right now, uh, Paul is from Florida, and he has evacuated, so... Um, our fishy prayers go out to all the people being affected by all these hurricanes, not just in Florida, but everywhere. It's uh it's it's a crazy time right now to be in hurricanes' path. Although if we were smart, we'd be praying before the hurricanes come so that they wouldn't come at all. We can say, hey God, maybe uh maybe you want to just like turn those things off before they hit the land. But you know, we're not we don't plan ahead when we pray. We only play pray after the fact. And that's my rant. All right, um how about speaking of uh, Death and destruction. How about some killing fish and time with Hugo? This week, Hugo is back with a new recipe, salmon tartare. By the way, if you're not cooking it, is it really a recipe?
6: I don't
7: know. Greetings, Fish Nerd Nation. Hugo Medeiros here reporting to you with a uh, quick and simple little uh, delicious recipe. Uh, You will find the recipe on fishnerds.com. This one's super cool. I'm excited. It's a beautiful uh, Friday afternoon here in Massachusetts in the summertime, uh, cooling off a little bit and uh, getting excited to go fishing tomorrow. Going to get back out there after uh, Black Sea Bass and Tatog, which they call Black Fish in Rhode Island. They're both one of the, they're both amazing fish to eat um anywhere anywhere in the world they're phenomenal fish the uh, black sea bass you can do anything with um well the tatog as well but the the uh, tatog is known for um being great in chowder because it's got a uh, real nice texture and it doesn't fall apart so i'm i'm salivating i can't wait i hope to get some tomorrow i should um yeah you can cook it and it doesn't fall apart but it still stays nice and tender which is amazing but anyways what we got here today is we're doing uh giving thanks to uh, one of the best um chefs in the world um a guy who I love his style I love his style of cooking he's just amazing and it's uh Jacques Pépin famous uh famous French chef so this is one of his recipes, um, the things he does blow me away. So we do something that seems so simple, and it is so simple, but just the combinations are uh, amazing. Hence why he's a world-renowned chef. So this one, folks, is awesome. Uh, I have to hold myself back from uh, eating it as I go. So what I'm making is uh, Jacques Pepin's uh, two, uh, excuse me, salmon tartare. So it's basically, uh, it is a, um, it's a, it's a rare dish. It's, uh, the salmon's not cooked. So what we do is we got a, um, I got a pound of salmon, cut the filet into um, three strips. Uh, Of course, I had to uh, skin it first, cut it into three strips, and then you just, um, sorry, I'm confusing that with another recipe I'm doing for a sushi roll. So this one, you can cut it any way you like. Basically, for the tartare, you just have to uh, chop it up until it's, uh, you know, little cubes. Now, this, in a bowl, we mixed with uh, drained capers, lots of scallions, some very good quality, real uh, extra virgin olive oil. That is just amazing. Uh, A tablespoon of that, and uh, about a teaspoon of vinegar. I usually put a little bit more because I like things sour, so I do probably... One, one and a half tablespoons of vinegar, one tablespoon of olive oil. We got salt, white pepper, and this is making my mouth water. Uh, oh, and then we put a diced uh, red onion in there, and that's it for that. So that you have the uh, tuna tartare, so the capers, the fish, the salt and pepper, oil and vinegar, and red onions, and uh, I put a dash of uh, chipotle uh, hot sauce in there because I like things a little bit spicy. So now what we're going to do on this is I boiled some cauliflower for about five minutes so it's not uh, turned to mush, and that we're going to chop up small and put some red onion in there, Uh, season it again with salt and pepper, a little bit of oil and vinegar, and that we are going to take, we are going to, on the plate, we're going to put a a circle mold, a four-inch circle mold. And around it, we have uh, hard-boiled eggs that I put through the egg slicer one way, then turned it in the other way, so it's kind of like cubed. That goes around the mold on the edge of it, so oh, it just makes it fancy, makes it look pretty, but it's, it looks cool. And uh, inside the mold, we'll put the layer of that cauliflower salad, and then on top of that, we put our mixture of the tuna tartare, and then you take out the, um, the mold, and uh, serve it as is. I might drizzle a little of that great olive oil on top of it and garnish it with some uh, thin-sliced scallions, but how cool is that? I'm uh, going to finish that off and post the pictures online. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you in a bit. Bye.
0: Thanks, Hugo. And I, I never get tired of Hugo sharing his stories. Uh, how about some fish in the News,
8: news. news.
2: This is Justin Hellstrom. I am a editor and show note writer at Audio Editing Solutions. You can find us at AudioEditingSolutions.com.
0: Yeah, and this is cool. So so we're at uh, Mid-Atlantic Podcast Convention or Conference here in beautiful downtown Swedesboro, New Jersey, right?
2: We, we really didn't get outside that much. We got outside never. No.
0: Never. This was a big inside show, but it was really cool. Did you, did you learn a lot today?
2: Oh, I learned a ton, especially since I'm more on the you know getting and appeasing clients side of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some really awesome takeaways and people to actually partner up with.
0: Yeah, and this is really cool, too. So a lot of our listeners actually are podcasters, or they're wanting to be podcasters. And so this kind of a nerdy show this week about... We're at a podcast conference making a show about fish, right? <laughs> so we have to connect it all together. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd ha- invite other podcasters on, talk a little bit about what they do, and then do the news with me. So you get to do the fish in the news, the world-famous fish in the news. I'm so, so stoked. It's really exciting. And and so if people are making a podcast and they don't want to get in the tech and be an audio nerd as well as a fish nerd or whatever outside show they're doing, um, they can call you. Or email you.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. And they can
0: hire you to be their audio nerd for them. Mm-hmm. And they can focus on the content creation.
2: Right. Like, you, ba- yeah.
0: Back in the day when I started podcasting, we do it all ourselves. But now we get people like you. Yeah. I'm I'll, glad you exist.
2: Some of our clients, they just talk into a microphone and that's it. End of story. We do take care of everything else pretty much. That sounds beautiful. Right.
0: Yep. Um, if I, when I get the big time sponsorship... You're, you're in.
2: Yeah, I I would be looking forward to that. <laughs>
0: but but in the meantime, anyone making a podcast out there needs audio help. They can contact you. Now, do you do consulting? Um, yep. If someone wants to do their own editing, but they need help getting to that point, would you do a consulting? Yep, that yeah, that would
2: actually be um, John, my partner slash uncle. He uh, does more of the consulting side of things. But yeah, he, he does an awesome job, and he's hilarious.
0: Yeah, I was just talking to him. He has a podcast, and he edits a, edits a whole bunch of other podcasts, and he's a fish nerd. He knows everything. Yeah. So, way cool, guys. Thanks
2: to Grandpa uh, Buchanus. Yeah. So, really cool. So, we're
0: going to do some fish in the news, and we're going to do one story here. And this is uh, the real Shark Tank. Have you seen the so Shark Tank? Yes. Okay. So, this is actually um, out uh, from the AP. And the story is, and this is in, this is, I believe it or not, this is in New York, right? Okay. So, seven live sharks and three dead ones found in New York home's basement pool. <laughs> Right. This is in, in uh, Larry Grangeville, New York. Now, what do you think of when you think of someone's basement pool full of yeah. sharks? Well,
2: why is there a, a basement pool? Is. Right. Well, if you have a basement pool of sharks, it's
0: not your basement, it's your lair.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. You're like. Are like, there freaking lasers attached to your freaking you're, heads? You're on to what I was
0: going. All I want is a shark with a freaking <laughs> laser beam. <laughs> yeah. And then you got to laugh maniacally. <laughs> you
2: pet your small clone.
0: Exactly, yeah, you're mini-me. So this is a real thing, though. Like, apparently, well, you know, look, it's 2017. Times have changed. I'm impressed that seven of them were alive. That's remarkable. Okay, so seven live sharks and three dead ones have been seized from a pool in the basement of a home in New York's Hudson Valley. The State Department of Environmental Conservation said Wednesday officers searching a home in the Dutchess County hamlet of Lagrangeville, last month found a 15 foot diameter above ground basement pool with seven live sandbar sharks, two dead leopard sharks, and one dead hammerhead shark. Oh, no, my favorite. And hammerheads are endangered. Oh, yeah. They're protected. So, this is a big deal that they had this shark. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, there's, I, I'm so curious on where this story goes. I didn't pre read this, so I don't know where we're going here. <laughs> um, so, so far, it's, it's That's crazy. Right. I, I, I want to know what the what the cops thought when they first came in the house. They probably
2: smelled it before they laid eyes on it, I'm sure. I don't
0: know. Officials say all the sharks were two feet to four feet long. That's, uh, marine wildlife experts took blood samples and measured and tagged the sharks before transferring them to a Long Island aquarium and a truck equipped with water tanks, oxygen, and climate control. No one has been charged, and an investigation
2: is Continue. You're kidding. No one's been charged? What, the sharks just magically appeared? Well,
0: hammerhead sharks, you're not going to find in New York waters. So the no. question is, where did they get those sharks?
2: Uh, black Market, I guess? Is, there, is a... there for sharks? I bet there is for like illegal sharks in aquariums, maybe? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it
0: sounds like they drove to Florida, caught some sharks, drove them home. Yeah, they I Put guess. them in their tank. Now, what I want to know is, is, where are the lasers... <laughs> and once they find the lasers, is it domestic terrorism? Yeah, pew, 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 pew. Pew. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, I don't know. I've I got to see how this turns out. We will follow up. If there's any more information on the, on the real shark tank in New York, you, we will report it here first at fishnerds.com. Uh, yeah. turn,
2: turn yourself in, too, if, if this is your fault and you're listening. Yes. Um, You know, call call in. You can do it anonymous. I'm sure that would make a fantastic guest. In
0: fact, call us 607 378 Fish and leave us a voicemail if you know uh, anything further on this story, and we will totally follow up. (laughs) Yeah. So that's it. Hey, uh, so one more time, how can people find you?
2: Uh, dot com. Perfect. That's plain and simple. Yeah.
0: And we'll put links up at fishnerds.com with photos and stories from this weekend's uh, podcast conference. Yeah. Thanks.
9: Thanks, Clay. David Steele with the steelempire.com. S T E E L E empire.com.
0: Right. Have you been to, Have you been to Swedesboro before? I have. I yeah. don't live too far from here. Where do you live?
9: I live in Glassboro, actually. Glassboro? Which is like one or two towns. Is that, that where
0: we're... Rowan State College that's right. is? Rowan. Yeah, a lot of it used friends. to be called Glassboro State. I know. I I went to uh, high school and came Courthouse, New Jersey. So, oh, Lived right. down in Rio Grande, so I know the area. I yeah, yeah. yeah. So I know the area. I'm not just some hick from New Hampshire. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I'm a recent hick, and uh, I love it. I prefer it, but I also like to visit once in a while. Excellent. So you have podcast. Yes. And it's a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Correct. I saw you talking to a girl today. You want to explain that? Uh, my <laughs> wife might
9: listen to this. Don't tell me that. No,
0: no. I don't, you got married and everything. <laughs> so it's true. A, a, a Dungeons and Dragons nerd can actually <laughs> win in the end. Yes. yes. Are you, are you a recent Dungeons and Dragons nerd or old school? Yeah. No, recent. Yeah. Totally.
9: Uh, uh, I was a closet nerd, I guess, growing yeah. up.
0: Yeah, Yeah. it's never been cooler than now to be a nerd.
9: Oh yeah, totally. It's like nerd chic. Yeah, yeah.
0: You're so cool.
9: Absolutely. Thanks to my kids. Yeah, we got into it. uh, You play with your kids? Oh yeah, yeah. Wow,
0: Mm -hmm. they're nerdier than you. Absolutely. They hang out with their dad. That's right. Uh, How old are your kids?
9: They don't like my dad jokes though. Oh no. Twenty three is my oldest, and seventeen is the youngest. Oh,
0: you're almost done parenting. Congratulations. Then you get marital happiness.
9: Okay, this I is hope a, so.
0: This is a true story. All right. <laughs> true story. So I, I have a degree in psychology, and when I was a senior, we were studying adult, um, adult, adult uh, psychology and happiness and that sort of thing. And we read a happiness study that was done in England about, with about 30,000 people. And they have a happiness index, right? So when you first get married, call that 100. You're never going to be happier than the d- in, oh, your, yeah. in, your, in your marriage oh, than yeah. the day you get married, the right? The honeymoon, yep. The honeymoon, mm-hmm. right? Call that 100. And it stays nice for about a year and a half. And then what happens? You knock up your wife, right? That's right. That's what we call it in New Jersey. You right. knock her up. Oh, yeah. And then, and then your marital happiness plummets to about a 20. Like, but
9: that's why, that's why I had so many kids. Right. And you have another kid it goes up a little bit. It, like...
0: it, no, it spikes and drops, spikes and drops. Yeah. Then as the kids age, when you uh-huh, get done having uh-huh. kids, it slowly ticks back up again until the kids move out. And then it spikes back up to about 90. Wow. It never gets to 100 again. Because you can't recreate yeah. what you have. Oh, sure. So whenever there's a divorce and like you say to the kids, oh, it's, it's not you, sweetie. It's mom and dad. But <laughs> it was them. It's the freaking kids. <laughs> it's always the kids.
9: Oh, no. Yeah. You
0: got to let them own it. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting divorced, but whenever I'm unhappy, I tell my kids, it's you. Oh, <laughs> it's you. Yeah,
9: my man.
0: Yeah, it's because of you. I well, hopefully they're not here hearing the show. So. Yeah, did but we my... come up
9: with a name for you last night? I thought we said right. I uh,
0: was the sheriff. Last night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was the sheriff. So we're here to do some fish in the news. Not talk about D and D, and not talk Can about. Can I sing a Mar- song, please? Fish yes.
9: Heads, fish as heads, holy, holy, holy fish.
0: <laughs> heads, yeah. From the old Dr. Demento. Yes. From, uh, That's right. You're from the area. Aren't you? Uh, yeah. Well, I actually went to junior high school in Manhattan. Dr. Demento show.
9: Yeah. <laughs> I lived when I was four,
0: 13 and 12, I lived in um, a Governor's Island, New York. Okay. And I went to junior high school on 14th Street in Manhattan. Wow. Before I moved to New Jersey. So we were well acquainted with oh, yeah. Dr. Demento yeah. and. Uh what's someone? I'm coming to take you away. Ha ha. I'm coming Ye-ha-ha. to take you yeah, to the funny farm.
4: beautiful. Oh, that's Yeah, so the whole
0: thing and the funny farm. Yeah. And then all and all the old weird Alley stuff that was always on there. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. It's all good stuff. All right. So fish news. Uh girl pulls sword from legendary Lake of King Arthur's Excalibur. Yes, I saw this. This is on the Huff Post. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is this is true. Um, and this happened, you know, just last week. Right. So this little girl, I'm gonna read you the news. Uh England got a new queen. That is, if Excalibur's legend is true. Mm-hmm. A seven-year-old girl in Cornwall, England, is making news after reportedly pulling a four-foot sword out of the same lake that King Arthur's Excalibur blade is said to have been tossed. Right. Uh, Matilda Jones was swimming around a dosmary pool in Bodmin Moor, Cornwall on Tuesday when she caught sight of a shining metal beneath the water surface, the Sheffield Star reported. Uh, she was only waist-deep when she said she could see a sword Matilda's father said Paul Jones, who was with her at the time of the discovery. I told her, don't be silly. It was probably a bit of fencing. But when I looked down, I realized it was a sword and it was just lying flat on the bottom of the lake. It's really amazing. Um, so, I have read the whole story yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, so she swings around, finds a sword in the bottom, yeah. pulls it up. Now, if I was her dad, I would tell everyone I found it so I could be king. <laughs> That's that's the kind of parent you're a bad parent. Look, your kids. (laughs) I I tell my kids every week, you know, like, like Zoe, give me that. You know that book. That's my book. No, you don't own things. Oh, there's nothing in this house that belongs to you. You don't have a job. You don't earn money. It's my house. Your bed you sleep in, my bed. (laughs) Your food on your plate is my food. Uh. I'm letting you eat it. That's my sword. My sword. I'm king.
9: That's the psychology major. You say you had that right That's i'm not kids, right? i'm
0: not raising wusses my kids are tough <laughs> i have two daughters and they can kick your ass
9: nice yeah uh,
0: <laughs> coincidentally the discovery came just after matilda's father said he told his two young daughters um matilda and her four-year-old sister uh the legend of king Arthur. he just read the story to them and they found no the way sword. yeah
9: i didn't know that and
0: by the way that to me right that one line they found that sword through the lake Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, According to the one version of the ancient story, as Galbra was presented to him by the Lady of the Lake, the Mm -hmm. powerful sword, which carried magical powers, could only be possessed by the rightful sovereign of the Great Britain. Mm -hmm. And that sword does not look old uh, in the picture here. Uh, After being mortally wounded, the king ordered the sword to be thrown back into the lake, where it was caught by the hand from the emerging water. Uh, could Matilda's sword be a thing of history or in lore? In lore, her father suspects not. Nah. Though the, it's discovery makes for a pretty cool story. He estimated that it's only about 20 or 30 years old. Mm. It's probably a film prop. Yeah, no
9: doubt. Yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah. It's a cool story though, anyway. It, it's a
0: great story. It that's is. why the Huff Post. Now, the Huff Post usually uh tells stories about lies. Uh-huh. They so usually fish stories in there are never right. Is that right? There's a classic uh, fish story story. We tell so. Three times a year, the Huff Post and Fishnerds fans will know this story. The Huff Post tells a story about a um, paku that will, if you swim naked where it is, it will eat your nuts. Oh, nice! And they share this picture of this paku, which is in the piranha family, it has like human-like teeth, and they call it the legendary nut cruncher or something like that. Uh, we on the fish call that Paku of Lies. It never, ever happened. Uh-huh. But they reported that way. Jeremy Wade uh, from River Monsters reported that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah okay. But, but the, uh, the Paku of Lies line, we used that first. And then Snopes snoped Huff Post, and their title of that was Paku of Lies. Ooh. They stole my line. What? Yeah. And we emailed them and contacted them and asked for citation. Nothing. And uh, I sent them a copy of the podcast, the timestamp when I said it. A a bit of me on public radio saying that line and a blog post with that line in it. And it was all predates their story. And uh, they They don't care. No response. Yeah. So screw them. Oh, yeah. Screw them. And and this week, I wear a a sweatshirt. Uh, This morning, I was wearing a sweatshirt on the back. it said, I am fish on it. Right. So I've been wearing that for a few years. Um, I was fishing with a little girl once who didn't speak English, and she caught a fish. And she climbed as high in the boat as she could and held the fish above her head and yelled, I am fish! Nice. Her best English sentence. Was she related to Groot? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. I am Groot. Now, this predates Groot. Right. So, yeah, don't talk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then last week, I get an email from someone who listens to the show with a picture of the most recent Swedish fish ad. Big full-page newspaper ad. Picture of a fish. I am fish. Oh no, those bastards! Oh, they're they're listening to your show. Everyone's listening to the fish nerds now. We I are love a it. thing. I love we are it. a thing. And I and I did my first podcast presentation ever today. Excellent. Yeah, my first uh, conference presentation. So spectacular. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Oh, absolutely. tell me how great I was. No, you were great. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. What was your talk about? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just talked about me and smile Something about, yeah. Yeah. Two of you were up there, right? Yeah, it was me and uh, it was Amanda Amanda, Dowdy from Great Beer Adventure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I do some work on her Mm -hmm. show. She does some work on my show.
9: And you gave us homework. We had to go do something. We had to
0: go and, oh, I made you do work work at the time. And then, uh, yeah, it was called a workshop. I was just. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So anyway. um, Anyway, so say name of your podcast again.
9: Uh, A Quest for Magic and Steel. And our website is steelempire.com.
0: Dot com. Don't forget the last
9: E. S-T-E-E-L-E empire.
0: And, and if you can't remember that, you can remember fishners.com hey. for all the links in the show notes. Aww, it's thank remarkable. You. It's a magical thing. I love
8: it. It's magic and steel. <laughs> fish
0: heads, fish heads. Rolly poly
6: fish heads. I
8: don't I'm Dave listening. Jackson from the school of Anthony Hayes from
6: Me Myself and iradio.com. Harry Duran, host of
5: podcastjunkies.com.
6: Right, so we're full of podcasters today on the Fish Nerds
0: podcast, which is just strange, but um, but it's appropriate because actually a lot of our a lot of our um, listeners have been starting to do media stuff, YouTube channels, and even podcasters. Um, we have some listeners. Uh, one one of the guys' name is Justin Moen. He's a Patreon supporter. He gives us money every week, which I love and we need. Uh, thank you,
5: Justin,
0: he, thank you, Justin. And he has a podcast called the Live Well Podcast. Um, brand new. is like on his third episode, so he's just learning. And by the way, he should check out uh, School of Podcasting uh, for some good tips. And we should check out and subscribe to his show as well. And, and give him some feedback because sure. he's new at it and wanting to hear like, hey, how can I get better? What can I do differently? And he's a great guy from Minnesota. He's got a great Minnesota accent. And I Minnesota. Love yeah, exactly how he sounds. I, I don't know if <laughs> that he was a terrible uh, accent. I
6: don't know. Yeah.
0: So we're doing a little... Uh, shout out to Justin. Shout out to for... Justin. And so we're doing a little Fish in the News. You guys are all podcasters. We're at the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference. <laughs> And uh, I'm excited, and I'm actually, believe it or not, I'm, I'm nervous because, because I listen to all three of your shows, and uh, I feel like I'm hanging out with people who are like big-time celebrities in the podcasting world. And We're
6: just podcasters. It,
0: I know. We're just a ner- bunch of nerds sitting we're, at a table.
6: We're all, we're all celebrities to each other. Exactly. All right.
0: So this actually is, is not my funniest news piece, but we're going to do it anyway. Uh, this is from the Washington Post, uh, and the, the headline is, the bad news is that fish are eating lots of plastic, and even worse... They may like it.
1: Yeah.
5: How does one determine whether a fish actually enjoys eating plastic?
8: What do you think, Dave? Do they have a smile on their face? I mean, how does it, you know, is, it, is there chocolate involved or salt or ketchup on the plastic?
0: I mean, I would think they tell you, right? They just, what does a fish say when it's happy? Um, blub, blub. That's the answer to everything for fish. Oh okay <laughs> everyone <laughs> knows it
5: <laughs> that's where he, he mixes in the sound effect yeah
6: so. yeah i you. Gotcha.
0: pretend there's sound no blah blah, blah. This is actually the an answer this is uh so as you bite down into a delicious piece of fish you probably don't think about what the fish itself ate and by the way, we should all be really thinking about what For fish sure. are eating
6: oh so if the fish tastes funny that means it ate something funny not necessarily. It could be it's old. There's a lot of oh, different okay. reasons it could taste but bad. But there's also
5: the bigger fish that eat the smaller fish, and then hence the mercury, high levels of mercury. Right. In fact,
6: in fact, if you really
0: want to eat healthy and you want to eat fish, eat the bait. Because I love worms.
6: I sardines. Meant, <laughs> I meant like sardines. Yeah. <laughs> he meant like smaller fish. Okay.
8: Dave, do you fish? I do not. I, I could tell. Yeah. Do you, Maybe. Dave? Do you eat worms? Uh, not in a while. I'm trying to cut down. You know. So. Did
5: your, Dave? Did your father ever take you fishing? once how'd that go
8: uh i caught a bluegill on a bamboo pole it was the bamboo pole thing in the like little river thing and yeah impressive
0: the funny thing now there's a new style of fishing out now that's called tenkara fishing it's from japan and what it is is it's a 10 foot um, collapsible fishing rod made out of like some fiber carbon expensive things with a string on it but they don't call it string. They call it leader and tippet material and a fly. The rod costs about $300.
6: The lo- I, I had a collapsible fishing rod. It was my grandfather's, yeah. actually, at one point. Well, So there's no reel on this thing at all, right? And you walk the streams and you
0: fish and you call it tenkara fishing, right? But it's no different than the bamboo rod you used as a kid that cost three ninety five.
5: Is it similar to fly fishing?
0: They, so in, in some states it is. Uh, it looks like fly fishing, but there's no reel. In New Hampshire, where I live, it's actually not legal fly fishing. So if you're in a, in a river where it's a fly fishing-only river, you can't tenkara fish there because you don't have a reel on your rod.
8: Is the the rod by any chance made out of plastic because we could kill two birds with one stone? You could <laughs> actually or kill fish. two fish with one
0: stone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Um, more than 50 species of fish have been found to consume plastic trash at sea this is bad news not only for the fish but potentially for also for the humans now you probably don't know this but whenever you drink uh, single-use plastic water bottles I don't I don't use single-use plastics anymore at all it it doesn't always make it to the ocean but a lot of times it does and it's it's the ocean has giant patches of plastic and Here, it does
5: outside of Texas, right?
0: Like, not just outside of Texas, but Gulf, yeah, they in they the Gulf, the,
5: the biggest collection of plastic is. Yeah, oh, no, the, I'm sorry, it's the size of Texas, the size of Texas. Idea.
0: It's up in, I think, the Pacific Ocean yeah, has yeah. one, there's one in the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, but that stuff breaks down over time and those little flakes get into the water yeah. and the fish see them as food and the turtles and all the other animals see them as food and they aggregate into the fish.
6: I wonder if the animals that are eating this plastic are the ones that are like not so smart. Maybe rode the short. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, uh, fish don't usually die from eating uh, the plastic, um, but they eat enormous quantities. Um, it does have some negative effects that scientists have discovered when the fish consume plastics. Um, and what happens is it, it compromises their liver function, and they're worried that as people eat those fish, we're going to see compromise. Uh, liver functions well because it's a toxic pound, compound, and all your liver does is filter out all those toxics. It's not a funny story.
8: No, it's not. It's one of those. It's it's wow. It's one of those stories that gets sadder as we go. Yeah. As we <laughs> the further we into go into this, 100%. like wow. <laughs> I know, you
0: know, five minutes ago, I did a story about about sharks in someone's basement swimming pool, and now I'm doing I this one. That. You saw that one? For me to go back to
6: that. One? So, <laughs> so the question is, who ordered fish tonight at dinner? Uh, <laughs> exactly. <I did. laughs>
5: uh, so did, tuna was delicious. By you the thought way. so. The tuna? Yeah. The sushi tuna? Yeah. For a holiday inn?
0: Yeah. Okay. It was good. So...
5: Okay. Let's... let's. It's not... We're not New York City, blue ribbon quality style. So... But, but for a holiday inn, it was
0: decent. And I
8: know. I was talking to you about this, day. What did I say? He asked him, uh, can you tell me where the tuna's from? And she said, no, but I can go check. And then she never came back.
0: Never came back. And, and I used to... I do a lot of shows about mm-hmm. sustainable seafood. And one of the most basic things you can do as a consumer when you're out for seafood, ask a server... Where is the fish from? If they say, I don't know, I say, order the pork.
5: Um, this is when you order fish at an actual restaurant, not in the lobby of a holiday inn.
0: Right. Therefore, you should not even be ordering it. I, I broke my own rule by doing it. And I...
2: I'm.
6: They are not going to let us back here for MapCon 2018 <laughs> next year.
0: Because we were just bashing this place. Their buffalo sliders were delicious <laughs> last night. <laughs>
5: But it's a fish show, not a buffalo chicken yeah, right. show.
0: Yeah, all right. Uh, I, you know, I'm actually not going to finish reading the story because I'm just so sad. <laughs> from, 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 from... No, but
5: here's the takeaway. Like, don't dump your freaking plastic in the ocean. Like, reconsider yeah. it, man. Like, even the six-pack rings, and I know they're making, like, edible, like, uh, uh, decomposable, compostable ones, but... Just I just when people have no disregard, like a total disregard for plastic, and they just throw it in the trash. Where do you think it's going to end up?
6: Well, and the funny yeah, thing, go ahead. Yeah, just just be a responsible citizen and recycle. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it doesn't take really too much extra effort, you know.
0: But so so the, the single use plastic thing is it's actually a bigger problem than that. It's you're, 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 environmentally you're talking about the greenhouse problem from just cons- making it, delivering it, and then you're packing water. So you're putting nothing into a plastic bottle and selling it to people. And now I live in New Hampshire. We have great water. How's the water in Ohio? It's
8: fine. Fine. Yeah. It used to not be, right? Well, I mean, we had a few rivers that would catch on fire, but that was back in the 70s. Back in the day. Yeah. So, but no, uh, for the most part, I mean, I have a Brita filter, but there are times when I'm like, ah, I'll just go right to the tap. And I'm like, oh yeah, I used to drink this out of the tap. It's really not that bad.
0: It's not bad. Anthony, where are you from?
6: Virginia. How, Sorry, I'm taking selfies. How's the water. water in
0: Virginia? I know as we get south, it gets um, it gets uh, more sulfury. I I drank it like once the or devil. twice,
6: but I hate to say I've been I've been drinking bottled water lately. Yep,
0: I understand. As you get to places like where, where the water maybe is less good, where are you from?
6: So
5: I live in uh, Los Angeles, and I actually have a distiller because I'm a water nerd and I distill water because I un- all you need to do is distill water once and then look at what's left. After you distill it, it is like the nastiest crud yeah. that comes out of the tap, and you just don't want to drink tap water after that. Yeah,
0: so where I live up in White Mountains, New Hampshire, um, about three miles from my house is the Poland Spring Water Bottling Plant.
5: Which is neither Poland Spring.
0: It is water. <laughs> it is water. But, but the reason they're there is because the groundwater in my town is some of the best water in the country, right out of the tap. And there's a lot of great beer breweries there in my town because of, of the high quality of water. There's a couple of whiskey distillers coming to town yeah. because of the high quality of water. Uh, and so in my town, it always surprised me to see anyone drinking bottled water. When I travel to Virginia or anywhere in the south, I usually bring a couple of gallons of water from my tap with me. Because I, I, if I was you, I'd also be in the yeah, bottled water yeah.
6: I, uh, I like, I made a conscious decision. For that reason, I went I went ahead and grabbed, instead of grabbing a case of like 24 with the, you know, 24 plastic bottles, I grabbed like the 2.5 gallon and stuck it in my fridge. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to be, I've been very lazy in the past. I'm not even going to try to lie to you when sense. it comes to that, but. Um, I would lie to me. I think, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so This is gonna, not a fact check podcast. Uh, yep. It's
0: definitely not. Our, this show is mostly true, so we don't have to be honest all the time. <laughs>
6: I like it even better. Yeah.
0: So, to going go, real quick, what is podcast junkies for our audience? Because this uh, September 29th or thirtieth is International Podcast International
6: Day. Podcast. The thirtieth, yes. Thirtieth,
0: right? So, our, our 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 listeners should be looking for new podcasts. What is podcast junkies? Podcast
5: junkies is an opportunity to learn a little bit more about your favorite podcasters, and I just have in depth hour long conversations with some of the most interesting podcasters in the known podverse.
6: Nerds. Right. Yet, yet I've never been on his show. I'm I'm so I'm I'm disgusted right now. Uh, <laughs> tell
0: us about your podcast.
6: Yeah. Um, and on me, myself and I radio, we talk about everything from personal development to, um, self-discovery, depression, mental health. We cover a ton of topics, uh, not only that I've went through myself, but with my guests and we go through their journey and kind of tell a story to inspire our listeners to, to make, uh, themselves better in their own lives and be inspired.
0: So people like me have lived a perfect life of no use on your show.
6: Yeah, I
5: would. Yeah, would never have you on there. <laughs> no, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> Zero struggles. No
0: struggles. Yeah. No no strife. Yeah. You know, just weird fashion sense. That's all. Dave Jackson. Okay,
8: yeah, the School of Podcasting helps uh, people plan, start, launch, and grow their podcast.
0: And I have to say, I'm I'm a, such a huge fan of the School of Podcasting. Every Monday, same here. Every single Monday, I listen love to love that show, love. and then my my. Do you guys listen to Podcast Rodeo? No. You should. This is Dave's, uh, Dave's experimental show where every Which th- what, one? two or three times
8: a week. <laughs> yeah, it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, PodcastRodeoShow.com. We grab a random podcast, throw it on, and see how long we can hang. Grab
6: mine. Oh, yes. I, I, I read about that. I saw Yes, I saw that on your feed. Yes.
5: It's so you, good. How you, awesome. How do, you, how
6: do you determine how to
8: randomly pick a podcast? I ask Alexa. To pick a random number between one and sixteen, which is how many categories there are in, in iTunes, then I ask her to pick a number between one and three hundred, which is how many uh, podcasts are displayed. And I pick it on and throw it on, and sometimes it's good. Okay, I have Many, to, uh, many times it's not.
0: It, it, it fundamentally changes the way I do at the beginning of my show because I don't want people d- ditching the show in the first like thirty seconds. Now you can get your show on. By by just going to Dave's website and clicking a little button. Yes. But I want to put I wanna put other people's shows up on, on it. So I might I might buy people the five dollar gift of having their podcast beat up by Dave. <laughs> nice.
5: Do you yeah. do you let the people know that you've reviewed their show? No. Oh, not not
8: typically. I have. I've I've had people that had Google alerts and they're like, you don't this and that. and I'm like, look, I'm just letting you know it's my honest first impression. I didn't understand what the show was about. Your audio quality wasn't very good, and you were all over the place. My my favorite was this guy read this guy's bio, and it literally took like a minute and a half. And then he got done. He finally gets to this guy because he explains what a great guest he is, and then he gets him on and goes, yeah, is there anything else you would like to add to your bio? And I'm like, please, come on. You just made me sit through like an hour-long bio, and it's like, is there anything else? And I'm like, let's get to a question, shall we? If anyone is interested
5: what an ex- <laughs> episode of Podcast Rodeo would be like let me just read the show notes from the most recent one the audio has some serious problems with volume the hosts have a ton of inside jokes laughing at things that aren't funny at least to the audience and they decided to use their first impression talking about sponsors not a great first impression be organized get your audio volume consistent
6: and get off of soundcloud and then there's a coupon code (laughs) (laughs) i thought people signed up for it the fact that it's picked randomly makes it
8: that much more entertaining.
6: Both so. things
0: can happen. So it's random, or you can sign if you up want to for it. Jump
8: in line, it's five bucks. Good. I have a Fiverr button because again, I wanted to play with Fiverr. I'm oh, like, All wow! Right. So uh, if you want to cut in line, you can click okay, the Fiverr. For, for yeah, you, you can you can. It's a Fiverr. Okay. And I will listen to the first part of your show and give you my okay, unbiased so
5: that's free, free publicity, people. Yeah. Don't turn five bucks.
8: <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Or and if nobody has done a Fiverr, um, then I pull out Alexa and she picks somebody. Awesome. And the only time I ever skip is if it's like a Japanese show or something. Because if I can't understand it, I can't.
0: So do you hearing something first? against specifically I, Japanese I would shows? Say
8: that.
7: <laughs> Anything that's
8: not, you know. <laughs> Unfortunately, I only speak one language, so I'm only able to really review English-speaking shows. But, uh,
5: but you yeah. could like pull up a Japanese show and be like... I didn't understand anything they said. <laughs> That's it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, but Be the sound easier. quality was great. Uh, good intro, good music, all the stuff. Show notes yes, are, are pretty yes. to look at. Yeah. Yeah.
8: I think they got to the, the content quickly. <laughs> I, I, you know, couldn't tell. But I'm not really sure. Yeah, so.
0: All right, you heard it here first. Uh, Dave Jackson just don't like the, the French or the, or the Japanese peak cultures. So there it is. All right, uh, thank you for coming in, you guys. Hey, thank world, oh, this is Thanks.
10: Janae. Hey world. Yes. The whole world. I you know the high I world. wish
0: the whole world listens to this podcast. I think they do. So, Janae, we are at um we're at a podcast conference. We are. And we're sitting in a bar. Yep. Late at night. Yep. All alone. There's nobody <laughs> around for miles. It's romantic. <laughs> we got little candles going.
10: Oh my gosh. You're drunk. Yes. Yes. Uh, off no, water. Off water.
0: I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, no, no one's. I don't think anyone's was drunk tonight. Last night there was a few. But oh my gosh, really? Tonight it's nice and calm.
10: Yeah, it's been really a long calm.
0: day. Did you learn a lot today
10: in the podcast? I conference? learned so much. What was your so much b- best biggest takeaway? What are you leaving with today? Oh my gosh, to try, just go out and try, try it. So, and that's what we're. A
0: lot of people who been, I've been podcasting a long time, mm-hmm. and everyone who podcasts a long time, they say that to everybody. If yes. you're thinking about podcasting. Stop thinking about it. Okay. Make a podcast. Okay. And then you then you get better at it by doing it. You know, okay. it's like saying, I want to be a basketball player. And then you say, do you, do you, do you play basketball? Nope. Have you ever seen Touch a Basketball? No.
10: Gotcha. And if you
0: don't ever touch it, you don't get better at it. Right. So you right. have to get in there and do it. But we're here for some Fish in the News, right?
10: I can't wait to hear it. And we're
0: going to get back to talking about your podcast in a minute because okay. Fish Nerds podcast listeners... Have a lot of different backgrounds, and they love all kinds of podcasts, and so they're going to want to hear about what you're doing. Awesome. And check it out, right? And of course, if there's ever any link or anything, we'll put it up at Fish Nerds for you and awesome. help share it out with our dozens and dozens of listeners.
10: <laughs> I'm sure it's more than dozens. I mean,
0: but... It's like 37. All right. Uh, <laughs> so this is from uh, opb.org, which I've never heard of before.
10: No, I've never heard of that either. No,
0: but uh, the the headline is Herman the Sturgeon survives stabbing kidnapping and now wildfires now have you
10: heard of sturgeon no it's a fish (laughs) got it do you fish i don't okay i eat fish you eat fish what's your favorite fish to eat i don't my aunt says i say it all wrong all the time is it salmon salmon i don't wow you're that far (laughs) from fish i am i'm sorry (laughs) whiting So, so
0: Salamon. <laughs> <laughs> I like to eat Salamon. Sal- I'm salmon. a salamon Salmon. Yeah, it's Salmon.
10: Okay, Salmon. It's just like Sam-in. Salmon. Salmon. But it, there's an and then it yes. feels uncomfortable to uh, so, not say it.
0: Well, imagine how you feel being eaten. Uh, <laughs> if you think saying it is funny, imagine, you know, how many salmon have died for you? Touche. Touche. <laughs> um, I, I had fish night for dinner and I shouldn't have. I regret it already. It was not great. What did you have for dinner tonight?
10: I had a salad. I had chicken, so, oh, I mean, good. it's that. And here's why you should have chicken in a place like this.
0: I said to the server, where was this tuna fish caught? You know what she said? No. She said, I don't know. And whenever you hear that, you should order the chicken. If they don't know where the food's from... We don't wrong. know where the chicken is from. We, either, we know chicken comes from a giant factory farm. Oh, we know so that. that's fine. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> but but fish, <laughs> but most fish are like, like tuna are wild caught.
10: Mm-hmm. Right, and, they and should and be. It's the
0: only wild fish we're still eating. is fish. The only wild animal we eat from restaurants and from uh supermarket is mm-hmm. fish. It's the last wild food, right? Right. So if we want to talk sustainability and healthy eating... If you're going to eat fish, you should know where it came from. Okay. I had it anyway. I broke my rule, and it wasn't great. It wasn't?
10: Oh, no, not in this fine establishment.
0: It's a beautiful place. <laughs> it's a beautiful place. All right. So let's get back to <laughs> Herman the Sturgeon. Sturgeons are really old fish. They look like big old sharks, but they have big giant sucker mouth on the bottom.
10: Oh, I know what those yeah, are, then. Noses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've really, seen them. they kind of
0: huge. Okay. Oh, they can be huge. All right. So he survived a stabbing, a kidnapping, and now wildfire. Oh, wait, he's a fish.
10: (laughs) A stabbing, a kidnapping, and a wildfire? Uh, Well, let's hear the story. All
0: right. The Eagle Creek Fire has burned more than 30,000 acres in the Columbia River Gorge, torching trees and threatening homes. The fire forced the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife to evacuate three fish hatcheries in the gorge and to release thousands of small salmon, or salmon, as (laughs) you're from New York, uh, into the Columbia River. Ahead of the schedule after ash and fire debris clogged the hatchery intakes. Does so that make sense? Hatcheries on fire, you got all these fish. The got only it. thing you could do is open the floodgates, let them out. And let them go. So good luck, fish. So Bye, everyone's, having, everyone's having poached salmon. Who named him? How do we know his name is Herman? Well, so here's a funny fact about biologists. They think if a fish name rhymes, like Sammy the Salmon, oh, rhymes is alliterative, or rhymes like Herman the Sturman, Herman. Herman the Sturgeon, mm-hmm. they mean quite rhyme, not even good rhyme. They think that people um, would be more edutained. Got it. To edutain them Oh, to those him. biologists. Those crazy biologists. <laughs> uh, and pay better attention. And hey, they might be right. It made the news, right?
10: Okay, yeah, sh- certainly. Right.
0: So anyway, he survived stabbing, kidnapping, and now a wildfire. Uh, despite all that, Herman the Sturgeon survived. Right now, Herman the Sturgeon, who is was very large stur- sturgeon, almost 11 feet long. Wow. Really? Yeah. That's a big fresh fish. That is a fish. big
10: fish. Yeah, there's a
0: picture of him you want to see. He's pretty long. There'll be pictures up at fishnerds.com. Oh, wow. He looks like a sturgeon. That great. <laughs> or a sturgeon, if Stur- <laughs> you're from New York. Uh, right now, Herman the sturgeon is a very large sturgeon, almost 11 feet long. Herman is fine. Don't worry. It's okay. Today. Got it. Yeah. Um, said Michelle Denny, He a spokesman for the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife, for the unfamiliar, Herman is a star attraction at the Sturgeon Viewing Interpretive Center at the Bonneville Hatchery. Herman is 79 years old. Wait, what? 79 years old and 500 pounds. Do you know how I tell all the fishes? No, cut it? No, you count the candles as birthday cake. You just can't count candles. I'm done. No. <laughs> I'm <just laughs> done. No, you. With, with, it depends on the fish. So you're actually right. With catfish, if you saw them in half, Uh, On their backbone, there'll be growth rings like in a tree. Like a tree.
10: Oh, wow. Awesome. But
0: also fish have scales. And on their scales, the exact same rings appear. Wow. So seasonal growth rings. And so they can count the rings on the scale and age of fish.
10: 89? 79. 79. Don't exaggerate. Sorry. New Yorkers. So sorry. (laughs) All right.
0: Uh, (laughs) People love Herman, especially kids. Denny, he said, he typically gets about a half million visitors a year. You should make a podcast. Wow, really? I know. Those numbers. (laughs) The ODFW had to evacuate the hatcheries, uh, and many people want to know, was Herman okay? Uh, Danny, he said, ash in the water can affect gills, stressing fish, and potentially causing respiratory problems. Oh, wow. But uh, the water in Herman's viewing pond comes from a well and hasn't been impacted by the fire. The fire isn't Herman's first brush with death, either. Herman's a hero.
10: I can't deal with this story. This is real. This is news. This is insane. Now, I know you've been hearing a lot about all kinds <laughs> of other terrible news lately. I heard about Nemo. That was devastating. Oh, Nemo today. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't want to hear about Dora. And now, Herman, like, boy. I know. Now, Herman was kidnapped from a viewing pond at Rocky oh Hatchery in 1983
0: before <laughs> you were born.
10: I'm assuming. No, you're wrong, but that's I, fine. How old are you? No, hi. Not, this is about Herman and okay. his 79 I had, years. I had you at 23. All right, uh. Yeah, 24, really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Herman was kidnapped from... Well, I said that already. Uh, Herman has been nursed back to health so many times. Uh, ODF, ODFW said his caretaker are on guard for any people who would seek to disturb him. Nowadays, Herman is kicking back and enjoying a good life at Beneville. Uh, well, at least he will... Once these fires go away, Jeez, uh, conditions in all three hatcheries affected by Eagle Creek fire improved Wednesday, though some trees are still burning near the hatcheries. Lord. The Cascade hatchery, the power is out, but an emergency generator is running the natural equipment to keep Herman going. So, uh, and now ODFW is preparing for possible emergency evacuations of fish stocks and his trucks in the raceway sp- space ready for the fish, including Herman. If they need so, they are
10: ready to help him. Uh, so that's Herman. I mean, if I was there, I'd try to help him as well. What, well, Herman? Did we hear about stabbing? Though you I know, feel like funny. they didn't say anything about him getting stabbed. Uh,
0: I read the article here, and oh, Herman was kidnapped from viewing pond in Roaring River Hatchery in 1983, and and we I stopped there. Got it. Comma. <laughs> this, I don't know who wrote this, but comma <laughs> and then writing the word and if com- <laughs> it doesn't work, right?
10: Redundant. Yeah, no.
0: And so someone should should rewrite this. Uh, and a man once jumped into his pond and stabbed him. With a knife.
10: That sounds awful. Lord Herman. Herman. I feel so bad for uh, Herman. Now,
0: if Herman could tell stories, what would he say?
10: Mer. Okay. <laughs>
0: I was going to say glub, glub. I think you nailed it. So,
10: <laughs> Well, they have those mouths, like the downturn mouths, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I think yeah. it would be like... Mur. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like a little back and... <laughs> Alright, Janae, thank that you so much. That was an so awesome much. story. Yeah, really. and when you launch your podcast, yes. I would love it if you could let me know, yes. and I will share your story with any fishy person who wants to hear about Janae. Do that you want to tell so your title awesome. of your podcast? Do you want to keep it secret until we until no, we reveal it? I don't
10: mind telling. I'm sure I have to actually, at your suggestion, I'd have to do a little bit of work on my title by adding a byline, and I'm completely fine with that, but the title, the working title, is Views from a Cubicle. Right, it's all about about how to keep a aquarium
0: fish alive while you're working in a cubicle. I'm so glad you came yeah. on the show today. No, thank you. Thank so you much. for
10: having me. Thank you for having. And me. that's
0: Janae. And Janae and I met just about an hour ago, we did. and within five minutes we were crying and hugging. We so were. We were like best friends. We were. All right. Thanks, Play Janae. Janae,
10: that works. It's right. Perfect. We're besties. <laughs> <laughs> thank you.
0: So that's it. You've listened to a bunch of fish nerds when you should have been fishing. We would like to thank our families for supporting us. We podcast go on fishing quests and do all sorts of silly things that nerds do. Uh, special thanks to Hugo uh, for doing that segment for us on the, on the tartar. Big thanks to Podcast Mid Atlantic and all the podcast nerds who joined us tonight. Uh, special thanks to Nick Hudson Swagger of Diane's Bath Salts for our. Our, our audio and our theme for the news. And until next time, follow the code of the fish dirt spawn early and often, avoid free lunches with strings attached, and swim against the current every chance you get. By the way, if you stay tuned, I might throw in some audio I collected in the halls that uh, I didn't know how to use in the podcast, but it, it, I, I just recorded it. And uh, if you're offended by uh, crassness, just skip it.
1: For... A wrong area. No, if you would like, right? If you'd like to take anything in life, we have found we we're talking to people here um, on the scene here at the Holiday Inn. We are learning things from people that are coming in. I don't know what they're doing here, but they're here, <laughs> and they have informed us that if you take really crappy beer. And make it better in any way. You have vaginaized it. <laughs> vaginaized.
0: Now, now so their 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 theory is that is that uh, is is that when you vaginaize something, it, it, it makes it better. Yes. Is there a process
1: for this? <laughs> yes, you take it and then you add some vaginaizing, and then it's better. So, like, if you take like. One of those fish that are really nasty, like the bottom sucker dweller ones that are just really gross, and you want to make it like sparkly, like a mermaid, you vagina eyes it. Oh, yeah. And then it's a mermaid.
0: You missed it earlier. We were actually having a conversation about how do mermaids have sex? So.
1: They've been vaginaized. Well, oh, do they? <laughs> yeah, everything's yeah. better when you vagina vaginaize it. I, I, that's my There's theory. There's like different levels. It's like in Pokemon, you can evolve. So, like, if you go from. <laughs> if you take one fish and you vaginaize it, you get to like Little Mermaid Disney mermaid right mm-hmm. and well, obviously disney's not there's nothing sexual about that so that's not going to happen but then you vagina that and then it's like a mermaid that can make more mermaids because she's just that awesome or he you can you can be a man that has more vagina eyes because you're just a better man I, I i would
0: agree with that now the question is so we asked this question earlier during stump the fish nerds and we asked the question so
1: how do you vagina something well, you just become better
0: well i agree with that you know, so so when when most when most um Bony fish, like a mermaid, uh, when well, most fish do it. the ma- boner the,
1: fish, just bony ones. The
0: bony fish. The, <laughs> the, the female drops all her eggs and then the male sperms all over it, right? Oh, that's so gross. Do, do how them? do, <laughs> uh, what's the, what, what word would you use for sperming on eggs?
1: Um, Making them vagi- vagina
0: So So do, when mermaids have sex with other mermaids, does the female kinda of get up and shake all the eggs out and the male come and just shake all the sperm I mean vagina eyes, the the eggs. How's that work?
1: No, no, no. There's love. Uh-huh. Like there's this deep loving feeling oh, in So their
0: when eyes. two mermaids love each other very much <laughs>
1: Yes, yes, that is exactly where we're going. When two mermaids love each other so much that their heart feels like it's gonna break, that they just can't help it, then they come together and it's a really sweet, special moment, and then there is like a live birth. Yeah, that's it. There's a live birth. There's no egg-spewing vaginaization. There's none of that.
0: Well, I'm so glad we had this talk. <laughs> Thank you for bringing the, the new vaginaizing word no, to us. No,
1: no it's not vajazan- That Remember, that's like the dazzling of a v- vagina.
0: <laughs> this is Dave Jackson. What's the question? Does
8: this come?
1: I know there's like Simonize, which
8: comes in like a can with like a, it comes with like a, a almost like a velvet spreading on her thinger.
1: Is, is can I
8: get can I get like a, a vagina eyes? Is that like a can, or is it more of a jar or a bottle, or how is it packaged?
1: Well, if you want to vajazanize, then that comes in like a can or a bottle. You can just kind of sprinkle that out. That was aerosol. No, you don't want to hurt the fish. <laughs> no, no, but v- and vajaz fingers.
8: A noun we didn't need in this conversation.
1: It happened over there. I didn't. I didn't make it up. The jazz hands, not fingers. <laughs> <I just laughs> She's had a lot of kids.
0: <laughs> so I'm, I'm. Thank you for listening to the Fish Nerds podcast. <laughs> yes.
1: <Yeah. laughs>